Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. Thanks for coming on, bro. So many of you guys. I'm I'm glad a lot of you are actually answering the emails and the calls, man. Yeah, appreciate it. You were one of the uh, the first to reach out on this, and um, you know, I think uh, right now people are just so oversaturated with information, and uh, it's hard to kind of break through in some of the more traditional means. And I think podcasts and kind of that long form listening is uh, is really resonating with people. So. Glad you're doing this. Oh, all right, bro. So we only got so much time, and I want to pack in as much info as I can with you today. So let's Wonderful. get right to the top and let everybody know who you are and what office you're running for. Awesome. Thank you so much. My name is Sean Ritchie. I am running for House of Representatives for District 49, which is Kaneohe and Manawili. Right on, right on. And what I'm asking all candidates, so that way we can get a little education for our listeners, because some listeners may know what's going on, but other listeners may not even know what certain offices do. So could you tell us uh, the duties of your office you're running for? Uh, absolutely. So legislator, um, um, you know, lawmaker discussing and representing the people's voice in the people's house to uh, come to resolutions and bills uh, that will dictate how we live our lives. So uh, it's a general lawmaker. Uh, it's one half of the uh, legislative process. It goes through the House, then it goes through the Senate. So really, it's a representative of your area. 
uh, in having discussions with the rest of the state on the different laws and resolutions on the books that give power to the government and other funding mechanisms. Right on, right on. All right, so let's get to it. What's the history of you, brah? Tell us about yourself right. before we get to your campaign. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a long journey, so I'll be as, as brief as I can. Um, I was born and raised here in Aea. I'm a public school boy. Um, I always say, you know, other than having a mother and a father, uh, growing up in Oahu was the greatest privilege of my life. And um, when I had to leave um, after high school, you know, just to kind of find some footing and, um, you know, I didn't grow up with much. So as I went out, went out and, uh, you know, ended up joining the military to pay for college. Uh, so I served overseas for our country. I came back and graduated from Portland State up in uh, Oregon and, uh, you know, decided when me and my wife were ready to come back and have kids that we wanted to take a leap of faith and uh, try and cut our teeth uh, back in back in Hawaii because this is our home and, you know, this is where we want to be, but it's a extremely uh, tough place. So came back just kind of uh, on faith and, uh, and started our family. And I just kind of, uh, I've always the military service and just in general have a servant's heart so um one of my first jobs back was actually working in the legislature uh in the legislature for a session and then using that to uh, get my foot in the door with the state procurement office which is the contracts and acquisitions for goods services and construction uh, for state agencies so I kind of found this support role, this service role uh, in contracts. My background and my passion is small business. So I actually got hired there uh, to help them with a small business preference program for uh, Hawaii businesses. When the government is looking to contract for goods and services, I had the uh, honor to work with great teams and we actually did uh, help to draft legislation and pass legislation for that um, that effort, and I was hoping to ascend with that, and I wrote in that bill a, a position for myself, and of course, when it got to the governor's desk, he had to cut some money, and they decided to cut that position and wanted me to run that program uh, for the little pay that I was doing on top of everything else I was doing, and so I said, okay, let me take a step back and, um, and try and find a, a different spot. Uh, got an opportunity at the University of Hawaii, uh, where I um, ran their credit card program, and then I became their purchasing manager for all of the goods and services contracts over twenty five thousand for all of the various islands. So uh, always had this sort of this calling to uh, serve people and and in there be a good steward of taxpayer dollars. And then just kind of over the last couple of years, uh, especially coming out of the pandemic and just kind of seeing various, um, aspects that were concerning to me. Uh, I had this kind of calling of, you know, um, you know, I know you like to be behind the scenes, you like to be supportive, but I really, you know, feel compelled and called to kind of take that next step um, and to become a representative and serve the people uh, and starting out, of course, in my community, in my, in my neighborhood, but to serve people in 
the House of Representatives and putting people first and adopting a mindset of we can do better. So that's kind of my background, uh, kind of led me here. And again, just another leap of faith to jump into the kind of thankless arena of politics and really come with that servant's heart and uh, desire to be a, a representative of people. Right on. So with that being said, all, all that's all that's in your head and all that what you've done, what would you like to do with this office? Um, absolutely. So, um, you know, first and foremost, it is looking to create those mechanisms to connect with the government. Um, again, I've worked in the government a long time. I've kind of been on both sides of the coin. It's extremely hard to connect with the government and then to have your voice be heard. So uh, me and my family are really, um, I don't do things lightly. I don't just jump into things. I have to really make sure that I'm ready to commit because I'm, I'm very much a, a person of my word. I am who I say I am. And we came together to say we're going to invest in our communities for the next you know, however many years in office and we're really going to look to put down those roots and make sure that we have these mechanisms and these pillars in our community where people know where to go to have their voice be heard so that I can represent those voices in the people's house. So as far as what we can do and I can do, it's really that investing in our communities, building those lines of communication, not just for myself, but for whoever's going to be afterwards uh, to represent people um, and then, of course, in office, you know, you're there to represent uh, your community. And I want to do that as best I can. And again, when I'm looking at legislation, it's going to be through that lens of does this benefit people first? Right. Like, does this or does this benefit, you know, these corporations first and then it'll trickle down or government first? And then, you know, through that, it'll it'll go down to people. I really feel the calling at this point to put people first in uh, the way that we, the, the lens in which we look at these bills and resolutions and how our money is being spent. Right on. So in your uh, current experience, uh, anything in particular that, that you're aware of what the, the people want or need have been asking about that you were, uh, you're looking to uh, accomplish in the term if given the opportunity? Um, again, I'm going to, how do you do it? Like in business and business management, they'll say, you know, you can, you can put a lot of effort into changing people's behaviors and it'll be a limited gain, or you can invest in changing people's mindsets. And then, you know, that will kind of like teaching them to fish, right. And it can be better. So, mm -hmm. so really in the short term that I'm there, I just want to start to shift these conversations again, have a safe place for these conversations to shift from what I believe a lot of local people's, you know, mindset is of, ah, could be worse. Ah, don't grumble. Don't make waves to how can we shift that to, we can do better. Right. And have this mindset change of wanting to improve upon these systems and then again look at it from a people first standpoint i'll give a quick example right and and just off the top of my head i was just reading some article about the the some pilot program where they spent seven thousand dollars to catch 67 chickens i was okay? reading that yesterday bro i was lying <laughs> in bed and they're and, like and, you know, hundred dollars a this, chicken bro right? and i was like 
Why don't you just let the homeless like turn them in and we give them a free rotisserie chicken? Ten dollars is a lot easier. <laughs> there we go, chicken bounty, right? Yeah. I'll go down the road to the to the boys down the road. I'll say, hey, there's some chickens over here. They'll go collect them. Go get their ten dollars, right? You're you're putting people first. You're giving you know something to do to help the community, and there's an incentive behind it. And, you know, allow people to do it instead of, again, you know, going through kind of more of an arduous vendor process who's going to mark up their stuff for their time. And, you know, that's how we got into over $100 a chicken. Yeah, we got one $20 net and we got one $15 an hour guy scratching his butt on the side of the road waiting for the phone call and the guy who processes the paperwork in HR for that guy. And, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I see the boys coming up our road all the time and you know they're riding their bikes carrying their chickens and it's just like those those guys would come and you know they would help out you mm-hmm. know give them something to do to feel like they're helping cuz unfortunately where we are right now I feel like people especially in the current stand right everyone's ready for summer everyone's ready for kind of the first summer post covid they don't want to think about politics they don't want to really they don't want to uh, challenge their safe places and really look at issues. So when I do go and I talk to people, a lot of times it is, you know, like, oh, got to fix the roads. Oh, got to fix the chickens. Oh, got to, you know what I mean? These kind of things that aren't really at a lawmaker's level per se, mm-hmm. but that's where their concerns are. And that's why, again, what I can do is be in my community for the entire service. I don't want to be that politician that knocks on your door, gets your vote, convinces you, and then you don't see me again until next election season. I want to put down roots in this and really invest in this idea and this platform that I have to be in the community, listening to those people and have that be my job. And then just as a part of it for five months, four months out of the year, I got to go to the people's house and bring everything that I learned throughout the year over there. Right on. So uh, do you feel there's anything big about your campaign you'd like to touch on with your extra time? Uh, Big about my campaign? Oh, I mean, super grassroots. Again, I feel like people... People are hungry for the message of putting people first and, and again, wanting to do better. And it's just finding those little things to connect and break through with. Like, you know, I don't want to be your celebrity, you know, and I feel like a lot of times politicians have been lifted to this celebrity status. And when you care more about your status than your impact, you're not going to go and address issues that matter to people, issues that might be controversial, issues that might be hard to to handle. And I think that my progression, both professionally, personally, in all areas of my life, have uh, made me a good vehicle to go and have those conversations. And again, use my discernment and you know all of the, the practical experience I have to take from those to go and move forward and do better. But it's just, you know, how can you break through and build trust with people in such a time of distrust? And the way that I say it is, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a faith believer as well. And the, the faith I participate in, it, it says it's about the relationship and not the religion. Mm-hmm. And I think of it the same way in politics, 
right? It's you don't we don't have a relationship with our government, with our politicians. We have a ritual that we do every four years where we or two years where we go into the box, right? And we usually vote by the letter at the end of the name. Mm-hmm. Right? Or or do I know this name or does this name sound good to me? It's just a ritual. And I want to spend this time. I want to try and do, again, if it's not for me, it's for whoever else. Just kind of wake people up to, we need to start wanting to have a relationship with these things because it does affect us. As much as we want to build up these walls and focus on the parts and the, and the beautiful areas that it doesn't, politics and the way that it's expanded, especially over the last decade, it does affect us. And we need to not only make sure we have a relationship with politics and these things, but a healthy relationship. Um, and that's, you know, I, I, if I win, I win, that's cool. But it's really about bringing the message, having these conversations, planting those seeds, because, um, again, I think it's needed and I think it matters. Right on. Yeah, I believe that we, we've kind of hit a, a disconnect and an apathy point in the voter public. You know, we, we have kind of gone, we've slogged through a lot these past few years, and I think the world just kind of went at that point of like, oh, you mean I got an adult again, brah. I don't like, you know, and so some people just kind of push <laughs> well, and, that aside. And really, really quickly, like the, the reason why my campaign is people first is when the pandemic hit, I was so proud of our people, this state, everything, right? Because we transitioned into that pandemic putting people first. Mm -hmm. I remember the people in my office were so scared. They had all of these things. And so I just, I was one of the pioneers. I, I, I wrote an awesome telework, you know, program and I pushed that through to get my people to work from home because that was putting people first and addressing their concerns. And it warmed my heart, right? It's why I love this place. It's why, you know, I came back to have my kids here. But then as the pandemic progressed, it's like as we were trying to shift out of it these multiple times, I didn't feel that same people first mentality. And I felt like, why are they putting these things first? Why are they putting this first? And, you know, this money first or this issue first? And why are they not having public town halls for people? Why is there still, you know, sunshine laws being, you know, under the emergency proclamation? Why can't we put people first in transitioning out of this since we did such a good job transitioning into it. Mm-hmm. And that was really what kind of bore the idea in me to step up and again run on that idea because I was so inspired. Because oh, let's face it, Hawaii is resistant to change. Hawaii, yep. you know, people fight off change real hard here. And we were all forced to step up and change because of the pandemic. And that was a beautiful thing to see, especially again because we put people first. So can we harness that energy? Can we harness that, you know, that what made that so special and again, use it and apply it to our everyday lives to make things better and allow for healing and growing kind of, you know, as we're transitioning into maybe the endemic phase or whatever we are now. Mm-hmm. Well, I would definitely like to touch on this more in the future with you if you got time. Like I'd really sure. like to be able to talk more about about the effects of, of people and what they can do and and how to restore you know what's lost from that current disconnect. If you'd love to come on again, 
I'd love to come on again and, and again, just highlight to people, like, start to look for those things, right? The number one thing, at least on Oahu, is the rail, right? The rail was not people first. Oh, yeah. You know, I got to say, it's got to be one of the most confusing things to me because I love mass transit and what it can do. But I feel in the history of America in general, it's been represented incorrectly by the people endorsing it. And in a lot of cases, they become just money funnels to nowhere. It's like I, I, I tell everybody if they want to understand what Oahu's going through with the rail, just watch that episode of The Simpsons because that's what it's felt like the whole time. <laughs> like they, everybody just starts you, singing monorail and we don't know what's going on. And then people are like, yay, monorail, no monorail, bad monorail, yes, monorail. So, and you know, I was in the Northwest. Portland had a great light rail system. You know, even if you go up to Seattle, you'll see there was. I took that SeaTac light rail from the airport the, out, yeah. Whatever shopping center, and then it stopped. Because they were way over budget and yeah. they were way over planning, but because it started in an important place and it moved to somewhere, it still serves a function, right? If we stop the rail now, what does it really serve? No. And that was that's why it's just it's such a mess. But again, it's just I try to highlight to people, right? That's an example of not putting people first. So how can we start to shift the way that government is being done? These legislation decisions are being made to put people first. Right on. I, yeah, we definitely need to talk about that monorail next time, Yon, bro. <laughs> that, that's enough for like three extra episodes and a trip to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. You know, um, please, um, it's, uh, it's VoteSeanRitchie.com. Uh, it's uh, VoteSeanRitchie on uh, social medias. Uh, you can check out the platform. And again, uh, it's kind of broken up into two sections. So I have We Can which is the investing in our communities and my people first principles and then do better, which are, I take the Democrat party platform and I give how I would go through some of those things, putting people first uh, to do better in our legislature as we're, as we're running and going forward. And um, I just invite people to, to take a look, um, you know, see kind of what the idea that I'm planting is. And then of course, if anybody wants to help out or be a part of it, this is a true grassroots campaign. Um, I always try to do things much bigger than myself, but there are, you know, it's a very true saying you might be able to do everything, but you can't do everything at the same time. And um, I'm just so thankful to everyone who's helped out. I'm thankful to you for giving this opportunity to speak. And I would love to come on again in the future. Right on. Mahalo bra for coming on today. Again, everyone, uh, we'll go ahead and put those uh, all those uh, places where you can connect with him in the show notes so you can check that out afterwards. Uh, Sean, once again, thank you for coming on. Thank you, and thank you for sharing your voice. Uh, independent media is one of uh, the, the nearest and dearest places to my heart. Anyone willing to share their voice and put it out there, uh, you know, I'll support and uplift as the, to the best of my ability. So thank you. Appreciate it, bro. You have a wonderful okay. day. Mahalo. Aloha. <gasps> Rabbit Holes is a Manavakal production. This episode was produced by Kitika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.